What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am and I've got a story time today that I know you guys are going to love. Basically the person that sent this to me ended up figuring out this little trick to get a bunch of free money from the school. Uh, ended up getting caught and got quite the lecture but you know nothing too crazy happened. It's not like the school went out of business type here. Either way I knew you guys would enjoy the video so uh yeah without further ado let's get into it but Disclaimer, don't rob your school, okay? Crazy story time. I, but I can't say that I support everything the guy does. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's go. So the person who sent this in to me is a grown-up now, but at the time was in fourth grade. And obviously, when you're in fourth grade, you're doing a whole lot of learning. It's not like you have the whole life thing down, at least if you have your entire life together in fourth grade. You're way ahead of everybody else, you know, kudos to you, I guess. But most of us are pretty stupid. And to counteract the fact that, you know, they were in fourth grade and didn't know too much, their teachers decided to organize this reading drive festival thing that was going to last the last three months of the school year and they gathered everybody in the gymnasium for this big announcement and everybody's in there and they're like I wonder if they're gonna put soda in the water fountain you know just all this crazy stuff that like wasn't gonna happen and all the teachers come in and they're like all right guys we know that you guys have been doing a fantastic job reading so we want to reward you with something we call book bucks Book bucks. Guys, guys, up here, okay? Can I get fingers on lips, please? Quiet, quiet. Okay, book bucks, guys, all right? Every book you read, you're gonna get a book buck, and if you get 10 book bucks, then you can redeem it for a real dollar. And all the fourth graders are like, oh my god, a real dollar! And they explain that these book bucks, blah, 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 given out per hundred pages read, or a book, whichever one it was, da, 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 your parents had to sign off on it, the whole shebang. And they show them the book buck, and it's basically just like a piece of construction paper that has like a book buck logo printed on it, whatever you make up in your head, close enough, yeah. Um, so they have that little design on it, and that's basically the only thing that distinguishes it between being real and fake. And listen, I highly doubt that the teachers were like, oh, these fourth graders are gonna start counterfeiting this. But as soon as this person heard about what was going on with being able to read books for money, they decided that they were gonna use it to get rich. You know, they never said that there was a limit to it, so in his head, he was just gonna read a bajillion books and become a billionaire. Well, the subscriber gets home and starts reading a bunch of books, and wouldn't you know it, reading a hundred pages takes a bit longer than you want, and he starts doing the math based on how long it took him to do a hundred pages of reading. And it's not very right, because he comes up with, like, a stat that it's gonna take him two years to read four books, which hopefully not. But he really, really wants to use these book bucks to make money. And they had given everyone one book buck, right? To just be like, this is for you guys, do what you want with it. And at the time, his brother, who was a little bit older and in college at the time, and happened to be going to school for, like, graphic design and had printers and different types of papers in his room, he goes to him and says, hey, can you make this for me? And his brother's obviously a little bit skeptical, but he looks at it and says, well, what is a book buck? Why do you need it? And he explains that they get it for every hundred pages that they read and... He can redeem them every 10 for a dollar. And his brother is like, okay, cool. I doubt they're going to think that this one's real. Like, I bet you they have some type of system for checking if it's real. But I'll make you 10. You can get a dollar. Which, listen, I know some people are going to say, oh, the brother shouldn't have been involved. I don't know. You get a chance to use your printer to make some cool counterfeit fake money. The worst that happens is he gets a dollar for free. and ain't no big deal. So whatever. He gives him the 10 fake book bucks. 
and that Friday there was a day where they could transfer in their book bucks you couldn't do it every day but on Friday they had this student store you could transfer them in there and you had to say your name when you put in your book bucks but at the time they didn't think that there was any like tracking system whatever and uh, he turns in the hundred pages he read so he gets another book buck from the teacher and she has a chart where she's keeping track of how many pages they've read but sure enough, Friday comes and he goes and he turns in his 11 book bucks, or 12, sorry, and he gets $1.20. And he's feeling pretty good about himself, you know, he's like, woo-wee, I got $1.20, they didn't know that I used fake book bucks. But he's a little bit too excited to the point where he breaks the number one rule of doing anything against the rules. Keep your mouth shut. If you get away with using fake book bucks or whatever, you don't go blabbing about it. But he is so excited that he goes and tells all of his friends. And his friends instantly start pressuring him to get them some fake book bucks. And they're saying that they can do this and make a ton of money. Why stop with one dollar? And obviously the idea of making a lot of money resonates with the subscriber. So he's like, okay, I'll ask my brother. And he gets home that day and he starts preparing this presentation, feeling like he's about to go on an episode of Shark Tank. He's got to convince uh, Mark Cuban to invest in his business. And he goes into his brother's room and he's like, hey, I need you to print more of those for me. Me and my friends are going to use it to make a lot of money and we just need you to print it. And his brother tells him like, no, I'm not gonna do that because that's just kind of abusing the system. You need to actually read the books. Like, do you have any idea how bad of a brother I would be if I enabled you to A, take money from the school and B, avoid reading books for as long as humanly possible? Like, that's not a good brother move to do, so I'm not gonna do that. And I don't think the subscriber really understood like the seriousness of the situation or thought of it as like taking money. I think they just thought of it as bending the rules because they didn't really care what they brother said. They were like, yeah, whatever. That's a really smart, mature viewpoint on it. Shut up. So as soon as their brother left, he had a college class on Saturdays. He went into his room and printed himself 200 of these bucks. So what is that? I don't know, $20 worth? He stashes them under his bed because his brother doesn't need to see it, and he decides to tell his friends about his plan. And he goes to school Monday. Obviously, they couldn't redeem it till Friday, but he goes, look, I'm going to give everybody... 20 book bucks or 40 whatever the divide was there was like nine people four of them ended up being really involved but the first time they did it there was nine people but he's like i'm gonna spread up the book bucks you guys can keep 20 percent of whatever i give you if you give me the rest and obviously that's a pretty sweet deal for them they just kind of got to walk up and redeem it so they say yes next thing you know that friday comes it works again they don't really double check anything. They look legit, so all good, they get their money. And so that Saturday, he decides, okay, let's let's turn up the ante a little bit. I'm gonna print a thousand of them. He figures at that point, if he can make a hundred dollars, then like they're basically good to go and do as much as they want. And he's not really realizing that he's taking money out of the school. He doesn't get that yet. So he prints a thousand, tells his friends, all right, we might take a couple weeks to do this one, but let's do it. Sure enough, it works. They're about a month into this program, and now they've made like 125 bucks off of this fake money. But at this point, word starts to get out that this dude makes fake money. And because it's elementary school, people are like, I'm telling. So he ends up being in a situation where he has to keep printing more and more of these. 
because every time that someone finds out and is like threatening to tell on him, he pays them off. So he's literally like bribing all these people into silence with these fake book bucks and they're redeeming them. And all in all, he ends up running the color of construction paper out of his brother's supply. And I guess his brother just didn't use that color a whole lot. It was one of those ugly colors. You know how schools always end up using like the cheapest material. So it's always the ugliest color, kind of that situation. So he ends up using all the paper and he makes a crap ton probably like close to 10,000 of them so uh, close to a thousand dollars in these illegal things rolling around but they don't really think that they're gonna get caught because they assume that there's no way that they're keeping track but what they didn't realize is the teachers had kind of thought about people trading them creating a black market so they had decided to double check that everyone redeemed only what they had read and so the teacher was keeping track of every time they read 100 pages or a book the parent would sign off on it but when they would go redeem them on that Friday, the person working the shack, which was an office aid, like their snack shack thing, would write down their last name and how much they redeemed. And so for a long time, while the experiment is rolling and they're doing this book festival drive thing for a few months, they just weren't double checking. They weren't really concerned about it. There was nothing throwing up red flags. So no one had double checked and done the math. So every Friday, these guys are cashing out. But they announced that they were finishing the festival because it was nearing the end of the school year. And so the last week of the school year, they were going to count it up and whatever class read the most pages was going to get an award. And so obviously that starts to make them a little bit nervous because they're like, well, if they use the chart that the Snack Shack's been using, then we've probably read more books than people have ever existed. And so they start to get nervous that they're going to get found out. And they're thinking that they're getting away with it, though, because no one has called them to the office. No one's decided to call their parents until one day they're sitting in class and one by one over the intercom so the entire school can hear it they start getting called to the office and it's not like it's hard to break fourth graders so by the time they all get to the office one of them has broken and said that they were making fake money da 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 and that the subscriber is the ringleader. So the subscriber gets to the office and he gets pulled into a different room with the fourth grade teacher that organized the entire event and the principal. And they're like, we know that you've been printing fake money and we need you to admit it because we know it's true. Which listen, if they say we know you did it, but we need you to admit it, then they don't know that you actually did it. So the subscriber decides to keep his mouth shut and he's like, no, I have no clue what you're talking about. I have no idea. And at that point, the fourth grade teacher goes, would you like to know why we think you're printing money and we know that you've at least been redeeming the printed money and he's like sure because I didn't he's trying to stick to his story but they did have a little bit of proof and they're like well this is what's funny you read 800 pages according to what your parents signed off on but you redeemed 4,000 pages worth of these points so listen either there's something going on and you know who's printing the money because you got most of it or or it's you printing it. And at that point, he kind of realizes he's cheesed. He didn't realize that they had been keeping two different sets of books to make sure that this didn't happen. And he's kind of flattered that they set up this entire system to stop him. I mean, it did stop him, so there's no reason to be flattered. But he decides to come clean and he's like, look, okay, the first day I had read all these pages and it was going to take me forever. Da, 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 da. My brother has a printer, so I decided to just see if I could print it. And I did it, and the first week it worked, so it just kept growing more and more out of control. 
And they're like, okay, well, how many did you print? And for some reason, he decides to ask them this question, which I was not this smart in fourth grade. I never would have asked this question. I would have probably just told them how many I printed. He goes, well, how many do you know that I printed? And they said 6,000. And he said, well, I printed 6,200, which he didn't. He had printed close to like 10,000 of them. But he realized that he would only get in trouble for what they knew he had faked. And at a certain point, they probably hadn't caught them all. Because he had been paying bribes, and not all these bribes are the same amount. You know, 10 book bucks there, 100 book bucks here. Those probably didn't really get caught, because like, eh, a 10-page discrepancy between what a kid read and what the book recorded, that could be just a clerical error. Once you start getting to like a few hundred pages difference, that's when it's really obvious. So a lot of that kind of just got brushed under the rug because it was in amounts that they really weren't paying attention to. But they end up having the local sheriff come in because he lived in a kind of small town and give him this really, really long talk about how counterfeiting money is illegal and he shouldn't do it because they were waiting on his parents to come in because they had called him. And even though the guy had just done all this, he was an idiot, he had gotten caught, I can't recommend doing it. He obviously knew that you can't do this with real money. And he even told the cop, he's like, I would never try to print real money, I just didn't think it was a big deal. And so the cop's giving him this speech about how, you know, you can't counterfeit money, it's illegal, da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, I don't understand was why I did was wrong because I just made construction paper money. And then the cop tells him, well, you do realize that the money that the school was giving out for that came from their budget. So you kind of did take a lot of money from the school. And at that point, he starts to feel horrible. Like, the guilt consumes him. He starts crying. I didn't mean to. I didn't want to make anyone upset. And the cop is confused because 10 seconds ago, he's okay. Now he's crying. And he goes to get the principal. And the principal comes back. And they're consoling him. And he's apologizing to the principal. And while all this is going on, his parents show up. And they walk in. And his mom's upset that he's upset. And it's just chaos. Too much going on, but it finally calms down and the principal is like, okay, do you understand why this is a big deal because money came out of the budget? And he says, yes, I'm sorry, I didn't think about it. Which, listen, when you're in fourth grade, you don't really understand the connection between, like, school budgetary restrictions and the book buck that is on, like, brown construction paper. You're probably not correlating those things in your head. To anyone that knows how it works, it's obvious, but he didn't really get it. So the principal sees that he feels bad and he's like, I'm sorry. And his parents obviously are embarrassed too because their son was running a mini counterfeiting operation at the age of nine. A real Pablo Escobar type. And they said they would pay for all of the fake money, which I think totals $625 based on what he admitted, if my math's not wrong. Which, hey man, my parents would have made me mow a crap ton of lawns to pay that back or like wash dishes or something your parents are really really chill for just paying that my parents would have been like 625 dollars you're gonna be mowing lawns until you graduate no until you die you're gonna come back every day i don't care if you live in another state and do the dishes until i'm 87 years old because i paid this for you I'm charging interest. His parents didn't do that, though. I don't know if that's the best lesson, to be honest. Like, I'm not trying to critique your parents, bro, if you're listening to this. I'm not saying they made a bad choice. I'm just saying you might probably want to punish your kid a little bit if he runs a counterfeiting operation. 
And he did get suspended from school. They didn't really have a choice. They didn't have like a regulation in the rule book for it. As much as it would shock you to believe, I know schools have very intense rule books. There is nothing about what to do if a kid runs a counterfeiting operation with money that doesn't exist. That's not in subsection paragraph four. They don't cover that in year two of teaching. Is teaching the degree, or is it just like any bachelor degree can be a teacher? Whatever, who cares? Anyways, he did end up getting suspended, but his parents realized that he had got a lecture on counterfeiting from the sheriff. He did feel bad, so they didn't punish him too much at home, which I don't know if the kid needs to have the worlds collide and the biggest punishment of all time, but I don't know if it's also a good idea to like not take his Xbox away for a few days. Sure, he did get a lesson from the sheriff, but considering the sheriff didn't know what to do when he started crying, how much of that did he actually retain? He did never start up another counterfeiting business, so I guess the sheriff's speech worked. Even though it made him cry, it did work, so he has a 100% success rate. His parents were actually more mad at the fact that he had stolen from his brother, and he ended up having to work off the paper that he had taken. That was the only thing they made him pay for. And his brother was pissed, too. He's like, when were you doing this? On Saturdays when you were at class. How did you know how to work the printer? I watched you do it the first time we did it. And so after that, he changed his password. He could no longer get into the printer. But hey, that was going to happen, man. You can't be surprised. That's the equivalent of stealing someone's car, using it as a getaway car in the robbery, and then being like, why do you never let me borrow the keys, Dan? Because last time I let you borrow my car, there was a felony warrant out for my arrest six hours later. I'm not trying to go through that again. You ever been arrested in an In-N-Out drive-thru? I don't think so. It's embarrassing. They threw my animal fries onto the ground. It's also a huge benefit that this happened at the end of the school year. It's not like he had to see and deal with any of the teachers other than, like, seeing them. You know, he wasn't in the class anymore. Could you imagine the teacher that organized it is his teacher? She's all mad at him. He's all mad at him. I don't know. And they're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get revenge on you. They make him fail the fourth grade forever. He's just permanently stuck in fourth grade like a South Park character. 30 years later, he's like Adam Sandler in that one movie. You're lucky this happened at the end of the year. You don't want to have to deal with a teacher after they hate you for, like, starting a counterfeiting operation. I've never had that happen, but I'm assuming that would not go down very well. Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, I would really appreciate y'all taking a second to press the like button. Let me know in the comment section down below what you thought. I'm trying to get back on the daily grind, but uh, if you guys want me to go back to daily, then you need to like and comment on this video. I will judge whether or not to go back based on the comments. So usually I'm just like, oh, comment something. If you want daily back, you do need to comment on this video, so do it. Other than that, you should subscribe if you're new and turn on those notifications. And if you want to listen to these story times offline without gameplay, I post the audio versions on Spotify, link down below. Or if you need something to listen to while you're playing video games, doing your homework or whatever, I did make a playlist here on YouTube of some of my favorite story times of the year so far. So that's in the description. Be sure to check it out. But uh, on that note, guys, I think that'll really do it. Thank you so much for watching. Don't get anyone pregnant if you do make sure they're hot. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm out. Peace.